right, hello and good morning, good morning everyone. Okay, I'm going to get into uh, 1 Samuel 3. I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to go over what I God is showing me. Okay, number one, at the beginning of the chapter, it starts off with Samuel ministering unto the Lord. And the word of God being precious in those days, meaning the word of God, God had stopped speaking because Eli did not obey God in correcting his sons, even though he had a prophet that came to him, he still, uh, and he had that window of repentance, he still didn't repent. So the word of God was precious because God stopped speaking to Eli. And I think it was, what was also interesting was that um, Samuel ministered unto the Lord. So Samuel, even though he was young, he was still ministering unto the Lord. And it's amazing that he wasn't corrupted by what he saw. Eli's sons were um, stealing. They were had women in the temple. They were doing everything that was corrupt, yet Samuel wasn't corrupted. And the reason why I believe Samuel, Samuel was not corrupted was because of his mother's prayers. Even though he was in the temple of God and, and Eli, he was under Eli at that point, still his parents had um, the power of their prayers was keeping him. And I, as you remember, um, his mother was prayed to even receive him. And so her prayers was powerful because they touched God that he was even born. And even though she gave him to the Lord, it was her prayers that had brought him, you know, into fruition. So I believe that her prayers were also maintaining and keeping him. Even though she wasn't there, prayers can go across the world and around the world several times. So I believe it was her prayers that kept him and kept him from being corrupted like Eli's sons were corrupted. And so I think that is amazing, right? That alone really sticks out. The, the prayers, our prayers are very powerful that they'll reach across the world to get to, to one person that we're praying for because God honors our prayers when we honor him. And I think his mom, I believe his mom honored God. That's why her prayers were being honored. And so I think that's, that is amazing right there. It's just enough to make you want to dance because God is so amazing. And, um, and also it says that, and also in the second chapter, it said that, um, I mean, I'm sorry, the second verse, it said that, um, that Eli laid down his eyes became dim, that he could not see. And I believe also that's a spiritual connotation too, because you're thinking about it, his, he became dim. He could not even see, uh, at all because as you go down further, when Samuel, when God called Samuel and Eli, he came to Eli, Eli said, oh, go lay down. His perception was gone. He didn't even know God was even calling him. He didn't know. He he had no spiritual insight to know that God was calling Samuel until three times. It took three times before he realized, oh, it might be God. Hey, when you, when you lay down, just um, say, here I am. So that was crazy that he had, you know, it was sad because I think whenever we continue and sin, then we lose our vision. We lose our perception. And it's so important that we have to really obey God. A lot of times people take grace. Oh, God will forgive me. But why go there? Why do that and say, God, forgive me? No, it's like we have to learn to obey before we have to go through suffer consequences. Let's obey. Let's learn to obey God when he speaks to us. We know certain things are wrong. 
and we do it anyway, and then we go, oh, I'll just ask God to forgive me later. It's you cannot continue to play with God because God knows the heart of a people, people, and he's desiring that we learn to obey him. Um, if, you, if you're a parent and you have a child, the last thing you want to do is that, you know, you're, you're calling your kid and they're not answering you and you call them and you're like, you hear me? And they, and they still act like they don't hear you and still play their games. Well, the last thing you want to do is have to get up and discipline that child. You want to be able to have them just listen and obey you. And when you speak to them, just come to you or just do what you call them to do because you don't want to have to go through punishing them. You rather them obey. And I think with God is the same way. He rather us just obey. We know his commands. We know what he says is right. We know what he says is wrong. So we have to learn to just listen to him so he doesn't have to discipline us. So he doesn't have to take things away from us to make us listen to him. I mean, you'll see a parent take away the phone that they're because they say, oh, you're busy on that phone. You can't listen to me and obey me. I'm going to take away the phone. And so God also will do the same in a different way, but he'll take away what is distracting us so he, we can hear him better. And the last thing you want to do is something to take away thing, you know, something that he has blessed you with because you're choosing to um, put that above him. It's like we can't put things above God. We got to learn to just trust him, learn to listen to him, and learn to immediately obey him to keep ourselves from having to go through unnecessary trials, unnecessary uh, discipline that we would not, we could avoid if we just obey. So I think that's very important. God always shows us because, and I think always God always shows us uh, our pros, pros and cons. Because I was, you're looking at um, Samuel when Samuel became got an office. When I was looking at Samuel when he got an office. He got an office the hard way. He had to turn. He had to tell Eli, his mentor that God was going to judge him if he you know because he wouldn't listen to him and he hated to have to do that you know being young and they I think he's around 12 12 years old but he had to turn around and tell his mentor what God told him <laughs> tell him and he didn't want to he got up he didn't even sleep all night if it, if you look at says he did not sleep all night he just laid down and he sat there like oh my gosh I got to tell him this um and I think it, it bothered him, first of all, the judgment that was going to come on Eli. And also it bothered him. He had to tell him. And uh, But Eli made it a little easier because when he woke up, he told him, Samuel, what did God tell you? And if you don't, if you hold anything back from me, it's going to happen. You know, it's going to be put on you, that judgment. So he was like, okay, let me tell you everything. And I think, <laughs> it's like, okay. So I think that that's important. Um, uh, it was a, a good thing that he did tell him. Tell me everything. And I think because he already knew, I think in Eli's heart, he knew that he was going to be judged by God because he knew that he was putting his sons before him and the prophet came to him on top of that. And yet he, even in that window of time, the prophet coming to him and God happened to talk to Samuel, there was a window, I believe, of repentance, of an opportunity to get it right, the opportunity to repent and get in a right relationship with God. But it sounds like there was a silence there. It just seems like Eli didn't say anything. Uh, and I thought that was kind of disturbing that Eli didn't say anything. But um, so Samuel being a young guy had to, young prophet had to uh, 
give a hard word to his mentor and to his father, his, um, you know, his adopted father. And I, I think that was showing that Samuel was going to have to do, would do, was pushing Samuel to do things he knew, kind of pushing him to get into his ministry, into his call, because he realized God showed him, your call is not going to be an easy call. Your call is to be able to do what I tell you to do, even if you don't want to do it, even if it's hard, you got to do it. Because Eli's not doing what I told him to do. Eli's not doing the hard things. I want a prophet that can do the hard things that when I say say it, just say it. Regardless of the consequences, leave that up to me. But you just say what I tell you to say. And I think there's even in all of us, there's something, there's the Holy Spirit in us, which is God, telling us to do things, the hard things in our lives. And it's going to be hard. It's going to hurt people. But if God's telling you to do it, then he's going to be able to give uh, you the grace to do it. If you just step out, just take that step and just do it. You'll see him come along and be that strength that we need in those weak times. But he wants us to be able to just step out and do it, knowing that he's going to be there to back us up. And the consequences will not you know, of disobedience won't fall on us because we're choosing to obey him and just, and him giving us the strength to do it is all he wants us to do is just to have that faith to know if we step out, he's going to give us the strength to do what we cannot do in our own strength. So that's what is uh, uh, amazing because it, that's what the um, God is showing us through Samuel, that he had to do what he didn't want to do, but he did it because he knew he had to. When God tells us that we have to, and we don't, there's consequences for not doing and obeying the word of God. And so, let me see. And also, um, so let's see. So yeah, so that's basically what I, God was showing me today is to be able to, to just say what God tells us to say, even if it's hard, even if it's a, if, even if it's a uh, to someone that's way above us, that's even shown us things, and now we got to turn around and tell them. And the thing is, though, there's a lot of offense that'll come in that with the person that is over you. How dare you? You know, you're not, you know, you have not been in what I've been through. You haven't done what I've done. But if God tells you to do it, you have to do it. And you don't do anything in arrogance or pride. You do it always in humility. And I think that's the key thing, too. Whenever God gives you a word to give to someone, uh, rebuke someone, we have to always do it in humility, not in pride, not in arrogancy. Yeah, see, I God has to tell me because you. No, it's like, no, we do it all in, in, a, in a humility, in humility, that we have to learn to minister in every area in humility, knowing that if the coin was flipped, we would want them to come to us in love and in humility. So, and Samuel did, and when he did, he realized now he stepped into a totally different office because God said, okay, I can trust you. And so then he was established as a prophet. If you look back then after that in uh, verses, verse 20, he was established as a prophet because now he was, uh, God said, I can trust you. And he did a hard thing. And so I think he started off his ministry with a hard um, word. He started off his ministry doing the hardest thing first, and I think sometimes God lets you do the, make you do the hardest hard thing first, 
the most complicated thing because then at that point you realize that this is the office I'm stepping into. This is not to be taken lightly. And he realized this is not to be taken lightly. Eli took it lightly. I'm taking it not lightly because I see the judgment when you take it lightly because it fell on Eli. He saw this judgment at the beginning of his ministry and realized I'm not going there. I'm not going to do what he did. I'm going to do it totally different. If you tell me to do something, I'm doing it. So I, I think that, that that's a key thing that we have to realize that we have a we serve an awesome, loving God, but we also serve a God that hates sin and hate disobedience and cannot um, let it go unpunished. He has to deal with it, but he gives us that grace and that time to repent. And if we don't repent, then it's up to us to our judgment is on us. We can't say anything. And God, you didn't. God gave you plenty of chances to repent. And it's time for, you know, and then there's a point of judgment. So I, I just like that. But so I go into that. So I end with this, knowing that we are a royal priesthood. We're called, we're separated from the world and we got to learn to to walk separate from the world. We got to learn to talk separate from the world. We got to learn to do the hard things. And that is to, to, um, to consecrate ourselves unto a holy God and to realize that he cannot tolerate and does not play with sin, but the sin has a judgment. And even if the judgment is delayed, it's not going to be denied that it will, that his word is true. And if he said that if we, um, we have, there's a judgment for sin. The wages of sin is death. So I just want to share that with you this morning. And um, I just want to uh, end in a prayer for you. All right, Father, we just come before the name of Jesus, thanking you so much for your love, thanking you so much for your grace, your mercy that's new every morning. And we ask you that we go into this day, God, just leaning to you, obeying you, allowing your word to germinate in us and produce awesome seed that can be used to glorify you and magnify you. We ask you that you go, that you by your Holy Spirit just go and just uh, make our uh, day be, be a day that people will see you and know, God, that you are real because they will see you living in us, God. And we will honor you with our words and our actions. And we just give you the praise honor and glory for loving us, for choosing us, and for keeping us. And we'll give you the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys. So I just wanted to say, have a blessed, awesome day and stay focused on the one, the Lord, our Savior, our Redeemer, and our soon coming King. All right. Have a good day.